It is Wednesday, my dudes. Welcome to another episode of the Wednesday Pool List. My name is Lex and I'm here with my co-host Simon. What's up, bud? Hey, man. How's it going? It is going. We are back on our old friend program, Zoom, so... Uh, hopefully the audio doesn't mess up like it has been the past two episodes. Yeah, so, hopefully uh, it doesn't go back in time and kill our family. Oh, no, that's reverse flash. Assumes <laughs> <laughs> the other guy. Yeah, same costume, same powers, different guy. Yeah. So stupid. And he's a professor. Oh. This is the podcast that you go to to listen to a review of a trade. Some people call it a trade review. More people call it that now. I'm excited about it. Yeah. By more, I mean like three people. Yeah, you're spreading like a virus. Yeah, the virus. Where's where's that merch at? (laughs) And on this episode of the podcast, I'm really excited that we're reviewing a book called Radiant Black. I've been reading this every month that it's come out, and... um, I sometimes, you know, you were talking about earlier, we talked before you were recording, um, how you are trying not to collect one-off things. Like you see something that you're interested in and you're just like, ah, you try to not do it. Well, this book specifically was a book that I would see on the shelf and the covers are just so awesome. Like all the variants, I typically don't buy multiple copies of like, I, sometimes I do, but this book I've bought in, I've bought every cover almost just because they're, they've been so good. And I was like, damn, I haven't even read this book. So I should probably read. I have every issue. I should probably read. I ha- I did read this one though. Um, and I reread it today to sort of review this. The, re- the trade actually comes out the same day that this episode drops. So um, I'm really excited about it. I'm glad we get to read it. Yeah. Yeah. We're keeping up to date. Yeah, yeah, we're trying to to piggyback off of releases and things like that. Yeah, do you have good. it open on your computer? Uh-uh. I, it's in the Dropbox. If you want to pull it up real quick, I'll, edit, I'll edit this out. When you I, said uh, pigeon mail, <laughs> I was confused. Uh, yeah, I was asleep when I wrote that. Uh, advanced reviews, I think. No. Eight. Mm. 18 2021 dude i don't Radio even like see indie copies indie advanced copies then go to 8 18 2021 and then go to i don't have it set up on my computer it's like a extraneous let's see eight sluts oh no <laughs> that's a that's a different folder <laughs> Is, I, don't, uh, I don't think I'll be in that one. <laughs> it was eight. It was eight LUTs, like LUTs. It's a it's a thing you put. It's a thing you put in Photoshop to color grade. Just, yeah, let's just keep going. <laughs> that's that's, oh man, that's gonna be a great clip. Oh, I gotta clip that one. I don't even know why I said sluts. There's no. <laughs> It's a Freudian slip. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> That's uh, freaking great. <clears throat> okay, yes, I, I have pulled, it. I got it pulled up. It just sucks because I don't have it 
Oh, I guess it's fine. Can I zoom out a little bit? Yeah, there we go. I'm not sure there's a way to see it. Like, I like to have it where it's all just little bitty pages. But well, it's all right to be a little bitty. Be bigger little, <laughs> little old town in a big old city. Jesus. All right, let's see. All right, so I'm. I don't even know what that was. <laughs> <laughs> I started reading something and then I started talking at the same time. <laughs> I got All right, this. hi. Um, How about I have? <clears throat> so, like I mentioned, I have been excited to read Radiant Black. It's written by Kyle Higgins. He wrote a bunch of the Ninja, not Ninja Turtles, the Power Rangers comic. Excuse my Ninja Turtle slip. Uh, we just reviewed Ninja Turtles and Power Rangers, so it's easily it's easy to get them confused. It's written by Kyle Higgins, and the art is by Marcelo Costa. I didn't do an accent this time because I'm working on myself. <laughs> I usually do like a uh, yeah, you guys know. So, Radiant Black issue number one. Nathan Burnett has just turned thirty, and things are not great. He's working and failing at two jobs. His credit card debt is piling up. And his only move is moving back home with his parents. But when Nathan discovers and unlocks the ethereal cosmic radiant, he is given the power to radically change his fortunes. There's just one problem. The powers don't belong to him, and the cosmic beings who created them want them back by any means necessary. That's sort of misleading to me, that summary. As you guys know, I take these summaries from just like the general summaries that they have on Image or my comic shop. But I didn't get that the feeling that the cosmic beings wanted the powers back. No, I didn't either. Like, and then we'll talk about it in a further issue that he actually has a conversation with, I guess, sort of the cosmic beings. And he's like, we're connected forever. I don't, I don't that's a weird misleading tease. I got you, boy. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So what did you think about issue number one? What did you like? What didn't you like? Um, are you into it yet? Uh, so issue one, I kind of, so the artwork reminds me a little bit and I I don't know the artist that did this, but the ultimate Spider-Man run, um, I think issue 100 onward had the same, a similar style that I'm seeing here, which I liked. Um, but it was a little, I don't know. There was only one part where I wasn't really into it, and that's when he gets his powers at the very beginning. Like mm-hmm. I felt the costume look not the costume itself, but the way his like muscles were drawn and everything. Mm-hmm. Again, that's just that's just critic eyes. I've not, I I couldn't do it any better. Um <clears throat> and I didn't necessarily like Nathan that much, yeah, as a character, but he he did have some some you know um good qualities he just didn't seem like he was really that good of a person but not really bad person he was just kind of a i guess like mm-hmm. everybody you know he's just like all yeah. of us <laughs> yeah so. that's what that's that's my thing he wasn't necessarily necessarily like a peter parker even though he's illustrated sort of in that same vein yeah. uh he's more of like a regular dude like a it's, i've thought it was pretty relatable honestly like yeah uh, him as a whole i've had aspirations of doing things and there's things that i just i just don't do them you know and 
um, being in my thirties, it just a lot of the things. It just kind of sucks. Maybe it's it's good to see these kind of people get powers because you don't really see it. You always see like people that deserve them or your parents get murdered. Yeah. Super altruistic um, people. And and I guess that's true. The, what I can relate to him is I'm one of those people. I'm like, well, I'm an artist. It's like, I don't mm. do anything. Mm. <laughs> it's like, he's an author, but he doesn't really write. So um, yeah. Giving yourself these like made up titles. Yeah. So I, uh, one thing I really did like is just the design of the radiant or the cosmic radiant or whatever, the black hole look that it's so it's so close to, you know, they talk about in, um, interstellar that that model of a black hole was probably the closest anyone's ever gotten. And it looks just like that, which is really neat, but it's kind of weird. It's like, it's hard I like how flat it is. Like there's no depth to it. And even they mentioned that there's no depth to it. It looks the same all the way around. Yeah. Like they try to go around it and figure it out when they first get introduced to it. What do you think yeah. about his friend? Um, shit. Whatever his friend's name is. Uh, what is that guy's his, name? I don't remember what his friend's name is. Terry. <laughs> black, black hair guy. <laughs> and, and, I don't know his name and I don't have it in any of my notes. That What's sucks. Ben 10's friend's name? Cause it's the same guy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kevin. <clears throat> yeah. Kevin 11. Yeah. He was okay. Um, you can tell that he's like a big nerd. Uh, yeah. He's, he's the voice. that's always like, yeah, but you got to use these powers to like, yeah. Like the sidekick kind of, yeah. You could be I doing it was, so many things. I thought how aggro he was whenever the police came up was weird. Like it was, I don't know. It was just really weird that he was so stressed out about these police officers. And like, so, I don't know, man, just willing yeah. to go at their necks. And I was just like, I, I get it, I guess. But Jesus, yeah. man. He's a white guy. Down to town. I just, uh, yeah, it's one of those moments. So the first issue I did have some problems with like kind of a the cliche type mm. stuff. It's not bad, but we've seen it before. We've seen it. Yeah. We've seen it a lot. Um, it's just kind of the hero's journey type thing. And he had to have that prompt to use his power. So why not make him aggro against the police? Like, like if they couldn't see his face, I mean, they saw his friend's face, yeah. you know? So it's like, you're going to let us go. Like they can't find him in this small town. <laughs> Yeah, right. And that's the thing. I do like that too, that it's a small town. And uh, we come from a not small town, but we come from a decent sized town. Mm-hmm. So that was relatable. I like this for a good first issue. Uh, like you said, it is a little cliche. But I mean, that's not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, sometimes they, it, it does have some fresh tones with the character being less of a typical hero. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's, yeah. he's also not like a bad guy we which we've been, we've been saying he's you know he obviously realizes even though i think it's like a little too soon where he's just like it's becomes normalized like there wasn't enough of a freak out moment for me of him having his powers cuz he just like has it stops the situation with him his friend and the police lifts a train up and then flies away and then he's at home just like it was a little too glossed over i will say that i completely related to him freaking out about not being able to get the helmet off because that was me. I was, in fact, I was getting anxious reading yeah. those panels because I was like, dude, it would be me. I'd be like, ah, I can't get it off, you know? So yeah. 
Uh, it's cool. I like, I do, you know, I agree with you. Some, some of the first, the suit, in my opinion, does get way better the way they actually draw it. This first one, it was a little, I don't know, stiff for me to be like skin tight. It was like, it was weirdly uh, like stiff looking, but I did like the way that the suit worked. Like yeah. he's like, oh my God, I'm going to throw up. I'm freaking out. And then he just threw up and it just, yeah, goes it just comes through. through. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. I thought that was cool. Uh, it does, it's not very clear on how his powers work or what his powers are. He does control gravity, I guess is what they keep saying. So um, yeah, that's issue one. All right. So take it away with issue number two. Yesterday. Nathan found an alien artifact that turned him into a superhero. Today, his dad says he's got to get a job. So driving for rideshare company driver, it is. Oh, and there's also someone else that, out there uh, robbing banks with powers like his. That's probably important. <laughs> yeah. Um, what do you think about issue number two? Uh, issue number two, to me, it, it was getting better. Um in my opinion, I wish, I don't know. I like his relationship with his dad as he's kind of real with him, you know, telling yeah, him that, I don't know. Go ahead. His mom's like a typical mom that yeah. just wants her, wants her baby, her beautiful baby boy home. Yeah. But their choice of breakfast is like, what? You want some oatmeal? <laughs> How about some raisins in it? What? It's like, hell yeah. It's like, what the fuck? I just assumed all white people like raisin oatmeal. Not me. Marshall is his friend's name, by the way. Marshall. Um, yeah, and and it's so Nathan. You know, he he gets kind of defensive <laughs> when his dad's like, "Yo, so like, it, it ain't paying the bills, so you need to do something." Um, and yeah, that's so that was that was. I don't know. I like the realism, like yeah, like we were talking about earlier. Yeah, he, and we didn't mention in the first issue, he's in like an insane amount of debt. Like, not school debt, it doesn't say, or anything like that. Because I feel like school debt is like debt. A, is a different thing. Credit card debt, like like $40,000 in credit card debt, would I, that's crazy to me. Yeah, yeah. Who has a limit like that? <laughs> like, <laughs> no. Yeah, and why they give this guy that doesn't have a job mm. a, a credit limit of $40,000, unless he opened up like 40 credit cards. <laughs> I all had a limit of a thousand dollars for real um this kind of i mean i just love this it's like dad it's penny when his dad is telling him to work for a driver again you know do something it's like dad it's pennies the amount you have to drive to make anything worthwhile he's like yeah but it's pennies you didn't have before <laughs> yeah. so do something yeah that's that's real life stuff he's like yeah i mean you're just sitting around mm -hmm. like wallowing in your own you know, yes. angst, <laughs> angst. <laughs> and he's just like, yeah, just do something, man. I'm not, you can stay here as long as you want. You don't got to pay for nothing, but you got to be working. You know what I mean? Obviously you're here because you're in financial distress. You don't want to talk about it. So <laughs> do something. Yeah. This dude, you know, seeing Marshall at the, the video store where he works and this, which when is this set? <laughs> you know, there's still rental places. Um, yeah, I thought it was his whole interaction. That was weird to me. Like his whole, um, I don't know, curating an experience <laughs> watching yeah. movies. You're going to watch what what lies beneath and use this bath bomb. That was strange. I agree. Like a I single dude. Also yeah, take this weird. hustler. <laughs> 
Yeah, and they they he did it more than once. There was like another scene with the, him and that same weirdo creep guy that was like, "Hey, yeah, can I watch this? What do I'm like, what, what should I do with this movie?" And it's like, dude, just watch the movie, fucking weirdo pervert. Yeah, Baxter Stockman type. Uh, I like, and I like the 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 click um, Ghostbusters reference. You know, when he's floating above the bed. Anybody yeah. seen the Keymaster? I do have a question though. Um, about the powers. This is something that I feel like it's not exactly 100% resolved or it's not explained. So he's floating mm-hmm. above the bed, but the, the um, radiant power, whatever you want to call it, is like floating off to the side. Mm-hmm. So it's like he controls the powers, but it's now separate, but then he puts it back in his body. And that happens a couple of times. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's like he he is using his powers and it's next to him rather than it just being next to him. Yeah, I don't understand either. Yeah, you're right. I'm I'm agreeing with you. I have no idea. Yeah, and and I mean later as he talks to the entity or whatever, it says you know they're not going to separate. We'll get there, but yeah, that doesn't make sense to me. We're not going to separate, but he's there. You are separate. So maybe it's not. Maybe it's just sort of like a uh, like a projection. Yeah. I mean, it's not an actual. That that makes actually a physical thing. Fizzy sensing. Sort of to give him something to talk to. It's not just like (laughs) talking inside his head. Yeah. And Um, I I like this one. I'm with you. It's, I do like his dad. His dad is like a, a real life, like, hey, man, come on, get it together. The radiant stuff, like, it's cool looking. Like the, the actual, cosmic being trying to speak to him it's in this weird language Th- those scenes look really cool like it's this black scene where it's it just says that it has the text and then this megazord type character is like slowly <laughs> coming closer yeah it reminded me a lot of like the the numbers in predator like the countdown when he when oh, they yeah. blow up yeah the same pl- the same police find him that was they were floating in the air and they're like hey man um there's somebody robbing banks you're obviously working you guys have the same fucking costume one's <laughs> you know black one's red yeah. they're always obviously working together his friend again is aggro against the police i don't know why <laughs> i don't he's like a nerd but when the police are around he's just like trying to stick it to the man i guess yeah 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 what did you think about? And th- this was we get introduced to Red, the Radiant Red, because uh, Nathan is trying to figure out what's going on. Again, this is it is moving a little fast for me because mm-hmm. he just got his powers, and then you know he seems to use them pretty effortlessly. And I mean, and maybe that's part of it because the the explanation that is Nathan, not Nathan Marshall, says when he freaks out about his helmet, he says you know, just relax and think about taking it off. Yeah. And and so I guess their powers are kind of like, once they get a grasp of what they actually do, and I'm sure they grow from that, mm-hmm. they kind of understand, you know, it's just like a subconscious thing. It yeah, so like. it's, it's one with him or whatever. And we get introduced a closer look at Radiant Red in this one. Uh, Radiant Red's in the junkyard and uh, he rolls up on him. It's just like, <laughs> weirdly, it's, he's not threatening, but I can see how it comes off as like, mm-hmm. this, this person's obviously angry. And he's like, hey, man, the police are coming. Just like, well, 
I just robbed a bunch of banks, so uh, I'm going to kick the shit out of you and leave. But it it looks really cool. Red and Red looks really cool in this first scene, this first panel that we see him in. And it's just like dissolving this thing. I couldn't, I really had no idea what was going on with his powers. Same. I, I didn't quite understand. I, based on these two panels of like, pieces are missing but it also looks like they're action lines i thought mm-hmm. he was like throwing it up in the air and touching it <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah because um, yeah, at this point we don't know we don't know that they have different powers right and it, i guess it starts if you knowing it about his powers later it makes sense you know when you see all these like lines yeah it actually makes it cooler to me because yeah. like uh we'll, we'll talk about it but i'm starting to like uh radiant black suit more like his mm-hmm. his helmet is more like it it's i don't know it, it's it just looks better to me in this in these scenes yeah i, I like that they kind of have that digital readout for their expressions yeah that's really that's, cool as far as their eyes radiant red just kicks the shit out of radiant black in this <laughs> this issue man i think it was really weird and i don't there's no like you you know we talked about them growing but it's just like once they realize what their power is, there's really no limit. Because at this point, he his car gets thrown off, which I thought was hilarious. His car got stolen. Then why was his car even there? If he mm-hmm. could fly, why would he drive his car there and then transform and then roll yes, up to it? It's one. Yeah, no, that doesn't make any sense. I didn't actually <laughs> because I only see him. I don't know. Maybe he doesn't understand, but it'll go forever. And again, Maybe. did the clothes go underneath? <laughs> just like the power range. They're just like smashed inside. <laughs> That's how uncomfortable that would be. Um, his car gets stolen, and he catches his car. Like they say, they say he controls gravity. So we're going to go with that. Yeah. Catches the car before it hits the ground, which it's barely catches it. And he's using both hands to like pull it up with all his strength. Then turns around focuses on those two bags, catches the two bags, and knocks Radiant Red back. Yeah, that, All... that that was another thing. It's like, is he pushing him back, or was he just jerking those while Radiant and, and like, what? Yeah. Red was trying to move so far, like, so, I don't know, intently that once the bags are gone, it just kind of flew out like a cartoon character. Yeah, why was that the end of the fight, you know? Yeah. But... Plot reason. Yeah, I thought it was weird that he, that it was, uh, whatever, whatever. Word. I just thought it was weird. I don't, I don't understand his powers really. He controls gravity. I do like the palms of his hands. It's, I know it's a weird thing to like, but there's this panel where we we see him get this, these giant bags of money. His he has a money problem, so he immediately has a normal person thought like, mm, yeah, I didn't, I just got this money now. Like this, <laughs> I didn't technically steal it. Uh, and then he realizes that he's going to do the good, to the right thing. But his, I like the insides of their hands. Yeah, it's cool. I, I like the thought process. Which, again, if it weren't for the eyes, it, you know, you wouldn't have that expression. But just seeing him go, like, here it is. Here's the solution. Yeah, I got it. <sighs> you know, deep sigh. Yeah, and then he just, you know, I think he has a reality check after that. After he realizes, like, yeah, I just got to get my shit together, pretty much. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, and then he does like the Spider Man call sign thing. I thought that was cool. He like has his own little radiant black symbol. Yeah, neat. 
That's cool. Uh, issue number two was good. I mean, yeah, it definitely it. it ramps up, lets you know the stakes. Uh, well, at least a little bit. It gives a you like bit. the you know protagonist antagonist, but yeah. you know it gets it does get bigger from there. So yeah, the pacing is it moves pretty fast in this book. Ish, Radiant Black issue number three. Okay, that's it. Nathan is getting down to business today. He's finally working on his novel. All he needs is some solitary, some solitary writing. <laughs> All he needs is some solitary writing time. <laughs> no helpful parents. It's so weird. Why? <laughs> why is it like that? What's with that dash in the middle of that? It's stupid. <laughs> Yeah, it's on the fly. <clears throat> Radiant Black issue number three. Okay, that's it. Nathan is getting down to business today. He's finally working on his novel, but all he needs is some solitary writing time. No helpful parents, no superhero social media, and definitely no alien voices beaming an unintelligible language into his brain. That's not too much to ask for, right? Yes. It's... If, <laughs> There was one issue. I think I'm trying to scroll real fast. It wasn't this one. It might have been issue number three. So uh, I, we we talked about it a little bit about the language that he doesn't know how to read, but it's it's kind mm-hmm. of funny in a lot of ways that um, well, one he he starts to learn how to read it in this language uh, in this uh, issue. And there's like a second, and then all of a sudden he gets it, but. Um, it's interesting that a lot of times in the thought bubbles, like, you know, normally you'd have like the ampersands and whatever they call them, like the, the number signs, everything for curse words. Like, yeah. Instead of that, he's speaking, Nathan, uh, I mean, uh, Marshall makes a reference to it that he's actually speaking a different language when he, mm-hmm. cut, when he's cursing or, or mad or whatever. Um, which I think is pretty cool. It, it's a good way to like integrate, not writing a bad word, even though, it happens in this comic. Um, mm. A bad word. I sound like a teacher. No bad words. <laughs> but, you know, writing like a curse word, but <clears throat> not just doing the same thing you always see. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they made an interesting choice. We're, you know, Nathan is a writer. And this is something that I was just not, I didn't, I can tell you right now, I did not read it. So he's no. sitting down, <laughs> he's sitting down to write. And then you, he has this story that he started four years ago that he never continued. And they put everything, they put the entire first two pages, all he's written in the actual comic. And I started to read it, but then I was just like, I'm not, I'm not reading that. It's a pretty good little piece of prose, I gotta say. I'm sure, I'm sure it maybe has some sort of meaning, but from what I read, all the relevance, of the rest of the issue is from the first like paragraph. And so, so. What's interesting about it is there are some parallels between this short story and Radiant Red. Mm. Like just a little bit of the situation, mm-hmm. a little bit how, you know, I don't know, not exactly, but I, I thought it was kind of cool how they kind of, mm, I don't know. Yeah. Mixed it up. I mentioned social media in the synopsis. In the previous issue, Marshall signs him up for, I guess, Twitter 
it looks like with the radiant black you know name or whatever and people are i think it was an issue too where someone's like i really wish radiant black was here now and he goes and saves him i thought that was a cool like mini hero moment to show <laughs> that he's like he does stuff but also something that's really cool about this book and it's like i think it's cool but they that's a real twitter account that really tweets like daily as really? the as the character that's cool and and so i think that's really cool and and as we go on in the book i'll, I'll uh, sort of go deeper into that but that's a big part of it as far as like sort of building the hype on online is that it, it kind of connects that way mm-hmm. um so yeah this is cool this is a cool nathan issue which is really yeah. about him trying to get it together i did like that uh he took a break and he watched that i am not a cat <laughs> video because it's so, <laughs> yeah. fun. it's so fun yeah it's so funny and I like how he gets he starts to get inspiration. This is this is Iron Man three. You know, he, yeah. he it's all about really him. Uh, he does have this weird like vision of him fighting himself from the future. Yeah, that was weird. But he also in his dream, he writes this, he's writing this novel in that language, you know, whatever language. Yeah. Another thing that I think is weird is that when he's thinking, when it's his thoughts. He has this blue outline around the thought bubbles. When he's talking, like talking to his mom, he doesn't have that. Yeah. But as he goes on, it happens more. And then sort of, it feels like it's not necessary. It's, it seems like Radiant is talking to him as well. Yeah. In some of the panels. And and I, I noticed that. And then some of them, uh, when he's like pissed off at himself, those lines get more jagged. So they're real yeah. smooth when it's calm and he seems to just talk to himself, but then when the entity, whatever this is that he has kind of starts having a dialogue rather than him just talking to himself, mm. it it's, you know, real jaggedy. Yeah. Cause that's where he gets the radiant name from the thing actually pops in his head and mm. Marshall's at work drawing pictures, trying to create a name. I did like the mighty Morphin. He's like, has all these names that he's trying to like, Vanguard, Darkness, and then he writes Mighty Morphin and he scratches it out and puts Lawsuit underneath it because it's sort of Power Rangers. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that's cool. Again, we get the weird guy. I don't know. I don't know if that is going to have some significance in it because there's this, he has a giant panel where basically they tell him to buzz off and he looks sad. So I don't know why he would have that, that much emphasis on his sad face, but whatever. Like maybe he'll be the Doc Ock that comes back. You heard his feelings. Yeah. <laughs> The it, it's funny how he helps that family too because he's a guy, he's a guy that does not he doesn't know how to change a tire. Like this family's stuck on the road. They're the one that tweets him. He goes out there trying to be like the good guy, but eventually he just picks up the car to fly yeah. it. Uh, yeah, and that's another whatever. thing that I like about him. Like he's he's not like an everyman. He's not like oh I'll save the day. I have all these answers and all. He just. Fuck it, I don't know, man. Where are you going? I'll take, I'll take <laughs> yeah, you there. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take you there. Uh, uh, I do like the cape. His his dream sequence where his future self comes down to kick his ass. He's wearing yeah. like the Ultraman cape, <laughs> the high collar. Uh, looks great. Yeah, the cape. The cape does a lot for the design, in my opinion. It looks silly. I'm not saying it's not silly, but it also looks great. Yeah, nah, I mean. There's something about skin tight suits that I've always been kind of weird of because, you know, in comic books, and this is why I'm so bad at drawing them. 
Mm-hmm. Because I'm always like, okay, so the crotch is here. So Got to put a little bulge. Yeah. It's like drawing, yeah. It's like drawing a naked body without a penis. That's pretty yeah. much what you're doing. What you're doing. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I've never been a huge fan of just like straight up. I guess Spider Man can pull it off, but I I feel like I wish there were some panels or something that looked more like cloth, almost yeah. more like Power Rangers. Like they. <laughs> They have a seam right there and everything's kind of set yeah. up, but it doesn't look like it's just like no crotch at all. Yeah. <clears throat> Goes right up to their butt crack. <laughs> this one, he doesn't get any writing done. And this is basically this entire issue is him fighting with himself. Imposter syndrome, getting angry at his the things that he is writing, dealing with the voice in his head, dealing with the radiant, all this stuff. And then he falls asleep, gives himself some rest. Finally. Like not being so hard on himself and he wakes up and he just gets after it and starts writing. And so that's really cool. Mm -hmm. And then him, him and his dad have another good moment. That's, that's really um, probably my favorite. One of my favorite parts of this book is like his interaction with his dad. It keeps it grounded in my opinion. Right. Yeah. And I don't know. I feel like he shouldn't be too hard on himself. I do like that. He's slowly, you know, he's doing what any, writer would do is he's kind of pulling from his own experience so he starts making up the outline of this character elizabeth that he's writing about and he says you know like okay we're not talking about this bank robbery and everything that happens in in the writing that you see at the beginning we're talking about what happens afterwards and then he starts relating and relating it to himself like so this all happened but she had nowhere to go so she moved back home like yeah it's kind of depressing but at the same time you know just puts it in perspective i guess yeah i like it are you on the hunt for great import collectibles for a great price well check out saviorcalcustomsandcollectibles.com they have great figures and model kits based on your favorite anime comic or movie heroes They sent us a 30-minute mission model kit, and it was awesome. These are from Bandai, and they're modular mechs and can be mixed and matched with awesome accessories, and they make great army builders. From Nendroid to Mezco, these are your guys. They even do customs. Check out XavierCalCustomsAndCollectibles.com. That's X-A-V-I-E-R-C-A-L CustomsAndCollectibles.com. Listen, if you're like me, you're tired of going out on the hunt for great pops or NECA figures and finding empty or destroyed displays. That's where Galactic Toys and Collectibles comes in. They have a great selection of Funko, NECA, Gunpla, and trading cards. All your nerd essentials. Their stock is always rotating, so you never know when they'll have that thing that's sold out everywhere else. Use our affiliate link through my Instagram, SimonToast, in the description or on our website, and surf their stock. You never know what you'll find, and it will really help out the show. All right, take it away with issue number four, I think. Yeah. It was always going to come to this. Radiant Black versus Radiant Red in a knockdown, drag-out fight across the city of Lockport. And believe us when we say that after this fight, nothing will ever be the same again for Lockport or for Radiant Black. Before you tell me what you think, it was... First page was jarring to me because it goes like he's uh, hanging out with his dad or he's, or he was talking to his dad and he's back to work or whatever. And then this page, this opens up. He's just in this cyber world (laughs) that we haven't seen before. 
And I was like, I don't even know what's going on because originally the the Radiant is talking in its language. He's saying he doesn't understand it, and then he just sort of gets taken over. I don't know if it's him actually merging completely with the Radiant or what. I was just like, I don't know what's going on right now with this first page. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe he's just accepted it. The the Radiant's cool. Uh, mm-hmm. It's interesting. It's kind of reminds me of like a mix between a Queen album cover, Evangelion, and maybe yeah. the Eternals. Or not the Eternals. What are the... Oh, Celestials? Yeah. Yeah, well, I like I, that it's not... I like that it's not so mech-y. It's mm-hmm. it is a giant mech, but it, it it's it's way like looser and it doesn't have like machine joints that would really work. You know what I mean? Like right. The skinny, it skinny arms and leg, you know it, all that stuff. It doesn't necessarily look made, I guess, yeah. like manufactured. Um, yeah, it's that's weird, especially like you said, jarring. All that happens. And then the next panel, it's just this dude sitting on his couch. Yeah, his friend. And then he just, and then he texts his friend, hey, do you got any plans today? And it's no reference to what the hell just happened. Yeah. So Very I don't odd. know. Yeah, it was weird. And then he goes to, you know, the, the typical, because this is an origin story. This is the origin story arc for Radiant Light. What do you do in those origin stories? You have a training montage. And this is training what this is. Training montage. Finally, even though this should have happened in maybe the second issue, you mm-hmm. know, since he didn't know how to use his powers, but he's been using them pretty efficiently. Um, they go out to the middle of somebody's land and, and they have a training outing. He learns that he has blasters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he like disintegrates these toys. Poor toys. Yeah. I like, and I'm saying this kind of sarcastically, I wish that some of these could it's not necessary for this hero to have a six pack. I understand that, you know, you want your hero to be muscular, but you know, yeah. radiant reds the same way. Like they have this, I, that's why I kind of would rather not armor panels, but something more grounded that could just be a design element that, you know, skinny, thin, whatever. It doesn't have to be as defined. Yeah. I, I, I did think that at first, but then as we get to learn about the suits more, in my head, it it is Nathan molding how his body wants to look. Like maybe he doesn't have a six pack. Maybe he's just a regular dude. But with the suit, he can sort of like fluff it up, sort of have, make himself look like he has a six pack. Since it's all in his head, like maybe that's his version of what the superhero body looks like. And since he is a superhero, that's what. Because I, I mean, I do get what you're saying, but that's just how I justified it in my head. Well, no, that's that's exactly what I mean. It, or or it's the suit itself. I don't think that yeah. he is a... I don't think that he has these muscles. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially when you consider Radiant Red, you know, what we learn later on. That's uh, so cool. Yeah. So <clears throat> there's this... Basically, Radiant Red just figures out who the hell he is. Um, oh, well, let's, yeah, let's backtrack a little bit. So... The conversation he has with the radiant entity is like, we, we're together until you die, mm-hmm. essentially. Um, yeah. So after these weird, like, existential moments he's having, it's like Lisa Frank destruction <laughs> panels. You know? yeah. uh, him and uh, Marshall just kind of go out. They're just hanging out. They go grocery shopping, I think. 
Yeah, they're gonna man. go to a movie or something like that. Just regular just bro dude. man mandate. Just bros being dudes. Uh <laughs> but then, you know, Radiant Red comes out of nowhere to attack him. And which is weird. Again, like it wasn't supposed to be like that. There it, it's and this is a little bit cliche to me. It wasn't supposed to be like that if they communicated a little better, mm-hmm. but it always turns into like some fight. This one yeah. gets crazy, but some fight because they didn't just say like one word or two words. Yeah, so Radiant Red's just at this point mad because mm-hmm. they lost all that money that they yeah. robbed the banks for. And I did like this. I, I like the transformation sequence. I think it's fucking great. Like he has the black hole in his hand, mm-hmm. squeezes it, and then transforms. It's good. It's very Super Sentai. It's very power. This whole thing is very Power Rangers. Yeah. Um, I which I know trans- it it's a homage to it, but I never transform when I squeeze my black hole. <laughs> I do. You don't want to <laughs> <say. laughs> <laughs> Oh man. And then they just get to a fight, man. I thought it was cool how he, he grabbed her grabbed him uh with his powers and then just like bing 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 around <laughs> the buildings and stuff. I thought that was cool. He in my opinion should have done that more because how do you if they're why fight if you could just stop someone completely and throw them away, right? Like, There's the point of fighting, you could just freeze them and then keep tossing them aside. I wish there were some kind of explanation earlier about Radiant Red's powers because you know Nathan is filming him and he's like, Oh, buddy, I'm gonna put you everywhere, and he just takes his phone. and I thought he crushed it, you know, I just kind of glossed over that, but now I, we know. I, that was a complaint of mine in this issue. I was like, they did they, what was that? <laughs> he takes yeah. it, and I was just like, then what happened? <laughs> like, what? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And again, we didn't know about Radiant Red's powers. And another complaint, I'm just complaining about this issue. I like the fight. It was great. It's like a typical, uh-huh. you know, knockdown, drag out superhero fight. But the immediate panel after Radiant Red comes back, the suit is completely different. Yeah. It has like shoulder pads on it. It looks more like armor, sort of like what you were saying that you wanted it to look like. It has like all these armor, armored panels. And I'm just like, did they, did they forget? Where's the, where's the continuity expert here? <laughs> did, they, did they forget that the suit didn't look like that a second ago? When they're and, uh, not knowing what's going on, you know, he even threatens Marshall. He says, get out of here or I'll absorb your skin and let your muscles and fat spill out. And I was like, what does that that's even a cool, mean? That's, a cool that's like a weird veiled threat. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a cool threat. I'm going to say that next time I threaten somebody. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like a homeless person threat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or I'll oh, razzmatazz your poop. <laughs> yeah. I do like his, uh, so it was, you know, convenience. He learned about his energy blast to fight Radiant Red. I do like the way it looks, though. It's yeah. very cosmic, cosmic-esque. And I like the black uh, energy that he keeps around his hands. I like that. I like the way it looks. Me too. You know, fist up, yeah. black energy. <laughs> and uh, he finally, I mean, that that knocks Radiant Red down, that fucking blast. And then again, we see more panels. Like, I didn't even realize that table was disappearing. 
Yeah. Again, I didn't. I thought he like threw up a shield and it was disintegrating. So yeah, there's so much stuff. This these, if you, I got to this point and I was just like, what is going on, man? And then I had to reread it with everything in context. I was just like, what? Everything yeah. happens so fast. Yeah, it's great. But there needs to be a tiny bit of explanation. Even yeah. e- another line besides like, I'll absorb your skin. <laughs> you know, there yeah. needs to be something else. If he had had that phone and there was one more panel of it, like kind of like dusting from the mm-hmm. top or the bottom, maybe that would yeah. make more sense. Um, but, I, you know, they I know that they had to get all this out fast. So, yeah. Uh, so they're fighting and this building's about to come down. And I really liked how Radiant Black you know figured out a way to stabilize the beams at least for a little while to get everybody out of there but now he has the power of constructs because it looks like constructs it doesn't look like it looks like he is using his gravity powers but he also looks like he created these light beam constructs well yeah okay i see what you're saying but i think it's just a representation of like where his where he's controlling yeah because you see these uh this debris that's just kind of floating and then you see Mm -hmm. this uh, blue outline around these beams and supports. Mm-hmm. So, and then he blasts everybody out of there before that shit just collapse on him. Yeah, that looks that looks extremely painful. But we see Radiant Red is like, damn. Okay, well, I didn't mean for this to happen, obviously. But I don't know what you thought was going to happen. You guys are having a giant superhero battle in a building. Yeah. Uh, but he saves Radiant Red and everyone else by blasting them out of the building. Which I guess is better than getting crushed by a building. There, there was another, there was another important story beat about basically this entity saying like, if you don't, um, uh, war is near for the radiant. He will kill you and your entire planet. Or are you willing to take his life, essentially? And yeah. when Nathan says he doesn't say anything. He doesn't say anything. Down. It's mm-hmm. just like a no, you know. Yeah. Um. And I think it was more of like a he didn't say anything and to lead us to this point because he saves because it, obviously it's leading us to believe that Radiant Red is the person that he has to kill yeah. or is going to kill him. And and this is the moment where he makes the decision, sort of like the same thing with the money. He sees what's happening. He knows what's about to happen. And he saves Radiant Red instead. And he re- and I love the the eyes it's just like spider-man to me in the 90s mm. like some people don't like spider-man's eyes moving but that's my favorite thing it's like spider-man with his expressions through his eyes and it's the same thing like he realizes oh this is the moment like he will kill me if i don't kill him mm-hmm. and then he has the sad eyes i'm just like damn man that's that's sad <laughs> yeah I always, then, go ahead well i always thought if much like spider-man you see a lot when he gets damaged but i've always liked the eye seeing through the cracked helmet or something like that. oh yeah yeah and that's very power rangers that happens in almost every season where they have their damaged mask Uh, and then the building lands on them and it's really sad i didn't think that would do anything to him honestly i didn't think it would be that bad yeah which is weird because he's taking these hits from this other cosmic being but then i mean it is a building but i don't know Maybe it's yeah. because he was expanding his powers. So it's like strenuating. I don't know. Yeah. Did you expect him to, to be dead? <laughs> like, I know he's not dead, but at this point you think he's dead. No, that's what was so crazy. Um, 
his friend makes a lot of references uh, mainly in this issue about what he would be doing with the powers. Yeah. And there's a lot of foreshadowing in this entire book up until this point. So Nathan gets the billing dropped on him. He basically dies. The radiant comes out of his body and Marshall grabs that shit. Yeah. And because, because numerous times before then they say like, Again, we're in this together. The only way that we will separate is if you die. They say it like three times in this issue. Mm-hmm. And then, then you see the Radiant go out of his body. Yeah, and and the entity's like, you know, will you take his life? He asks the same thing he asked uh, Nathan. Are you willing to take the, the other Radiant's life? He's like, yeah. And Hell then, yeah. <laughs> and that's the end of the issue. But, you know, he reaches out and he uh, grabs the Radiant. And now he's... Radiant Black. What a twist, though. I can tell you right now, reading okay, this entire, reading this whole thing, I did not expect them to kill off the main character no. in the first story arc. I will say that that's a really cool. You know, you don't expect it's, it. It's refreshing, as it's, you know. You and I were both like, "This is the hero's journey. This is cliche." I didn't hate it that it was cliche. Like I know that origin stories typically are the same. You know, they have a few different things, and this one had a few different things already. With the, it would be like if Spider Man was introduced and then immediately there was like an evil Spider Man. There's, I mean, they had its original themes to it, but wow, this was a theme that I was like, okay, well, yeah, I'm invested in this book now because that was, uh, I didn't expect that to happen. Yeah, it would be like if you didn't know, you know, in Green Lantern when Kyle Rayner gets the ring, if you didn't know what was going to happen to, I can't remember the character's name, but to the previous owner of the ring, like Hal Jordan. No, no, the guy. Oh, Abensor. Yeah, Abensor. Like, if you saw a lot of his, like, two or three issues of him. Yeah, uh, if the book, yeah, if the book was Abensor as Green Lantern, and then he crashes on Earth and dies. Yeah, that actually would probably be a better Green Lantern story. Because you, I mean, you get in, and I think that's, and then, like I said, it's foreshadowing, and then the book, it, it sucks. I typically don't like things where you have to explain to someone. It gets better when you get right. to issue four. <laughs> right. I don't like that. Give I don't it like that. a couple of seasons and it'll yeah. be good. That yeah. was Game of Thrones for everybody with me. Like, get past the first season and you'll love it. I'm like, I don't like that. I don't like explaining that to people either. I actually think the first couple of seasons, it's like, get through the first five <laughs> seasons. Don't watch and season then stop. <laughs> yeah, then stop watching. Um, but this is that thing. It's like, this issue makes all the other issues better. Mm-hmm. because you're realizing like why they're doing so many like heavy tones of like him being sad and um, just his life sucking and things like that, but also mixed in that he's a good person. So you, you are emotionally attached to Nathan, whether you think you are or not. Yeah. They, they definitely pour a lot into his story. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like you feel for him. He has the redemption with him being a writer. They do a lot in four issues. Where you're like, oh, okay, well, now you're cheering for him. He's writing his, his book. He's also a superhero. Like, okay, this is this is a character I can get behind. And then he's dead. <laughs> yeah, it definitely makes you read it again. You know, yeah, it, I it, did. It, it, it's like a cyclical thing where there are all these references that, that you catch up to at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, I don't know, like watching Seven, you know, <laughs> like yeah, you watch it, you figure it all out at the end, and you're like, shit, I need to watch it again to catch all the Easter eggs. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Or like Fight Club, like it's yeah, like, definitely. It's like uh, I saw once, once you get to the end, you're like, oh, that makes sense. All this stuff makes sense now. Yeah, 
Um, all right, so we're on issue number five. The first arc of Radiant Black ends here. Radiant Red is still out there. He needs to be stopped before anyone else gets hurt. But after the events of the last issue, they left Lockport and the world reeling. Is Raid is the new Radiant Black up to the task, and will he be in this fight alone? I mean, I think the art changed. I will note that. Yeah, um, they use a different artist for this one. Yeah, there's an and at the beginning, you know, uh, yeah, in the front cover of the trade. Yeah. Hmm. What do you think about this one? Yeah, you know, this dude just crying and not <laughs> he just goes. I don't understand why he just flies off. Yeah. And then crashes into that green elevator. Yeah, I don't either. All that. He gets mad. He's at the hospital with Nathan. He gets mad because people are talking shit about Radiant Black, who he just became. Yeah. So, you know, get over that. Um, Yeah, you're a superhero now. Uh, I will say, before we start talking, this is another cool social media moment. I mentioned before how they use social media sort of to boost... The, not hype because I hate that, but like sort it's of it's like an altered reality yeah, AR thing to yeah. build sort of like the sort of the world. They used it to help flesh out the world. Yeah. So these guys, these guys that are talking shit about it's like a podcast or like a YouTube channel. These three dudes, uh, very very awesome guys, acquaintances of ours. Uh, they are the host of the Invincible Cast, the Invincible Podcast, uh. and they. They're really close to Kyle Higgins, the writer. Ah, ooh. And so when this first issue came out, the first issue came out, a Twitter account called Circle Guy News came out, and it it started putting out all information about Radiant Black. And we just thought it was, everyone just thought it was a fan account. You know, people make fan accounts or whatever. And because the Invincible podcast, those guys got really big. They had Ryan, they had Robert Kirkman on their show. They just, they they really got popular and they, they had a really good podcast solely based on invincible. And so everyone thought that this was just another random dude or somebody making a fan account. Mm-hmm. Come to find out that it was the same three guys that did the invincible podcast working with Kyle Higgins. They made this account to start doing this so they could be in this issue. Like it was wow. all planned out because they also worked with the radium black Twitter account. So it was just like this, this whole social media thing that they were building their own buzz on Twitter first. And then just it sort of built up again. I hate to use the word hype, but it built up the hype. Yeah. I just, I think that's cool. It's a lot of uh, thoughts and that raises my appreciation for it because I feel like you care about it so much that you, you're willing to integrate people that are fans in the community. Like these three guys, if you see a picture of them, they look exactly like that. And, <laughs> I just think it's, I think it's, that whole thing is cool, man. That is cool. I, I like the idea of like, you know, bringing it in. Yeah. Bringing it in. So just like building, again, like building the world around it, man. I, I think it's really cool. And that whole thing has made me appreciate the book more so than, the, you know, the story or anything like that. Because the story is, especially after this last issue, is good. Yeah. But Marshall is Radiant Black. I don't know yet. I'm definitely not sold on because I always thought, I thought he was weird the entire time. He's like this <laughs> fanboy, the superhero fanboy. Yeah. He's a parallel. He's not like Nathan. He right. hasn't been like Nathan. They've made it very clear to make them different. 
from the first introduction of him. Yeah, Nathan has aspirations. Marshall is kind of he's set in his ways. He doesn't care. Yeah, he never left his hometown. He doesn't care to, but he yeah. also hates the people who lives there. Yeah, sounds like uh, people I know. <laughs> <laughs> and so he's and he starts to get this weird shit in his head. He starts to get the radiant black funkiness in the back of his head. Why do you keep? But he talks back like it's it's weird, man. Nathan was more like trying to understand it in like uh-huh. a a different way. He's just like, why do you keep saying radiant? <laughs> like why? Yeah. What what are you doing? Why are you in my it, head? It is funny. He he talks back a lot and he bargains with it, you yeah. know. Yeah, that was a great to me that this was a great page. Um he says he has the same thing. He's like, Are you ready? And he says, you know, you're GD right, which is a word I try not to say, but I love saying it. <laughs> um <laughs> yeah, it just slips out, you know. <laughs> This was it was such a great scene. I'm not going to read the entire thing because it's it's a lot of exhibition. But he says basically like the same thing that Radiant keeps repeating. Like you have to kill him or he will kill you. Will you do it? And he's like, so he has to kill me or something like that. And he says, what's his name? And he doesn't say anything. Um, and he's like, listen, what I don't understand what you're talking about. I don't even care about that. Like he's still you know, dealing with the, what just happened to his best friend. I don't care about any of that. You give me what I need to kill that person and I will do whatever you want. And then Radian's like, all right, cool. Yeah. You got it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I I thought that was cool. Also, we learn before this that Nathan isn't dead. Right. Uh, But he's like, he's like a, he's like a vegetable. Yeah, veggies. Which is which is even sadder. Yeah, it is sad. Uh, you know the hardest part to eat of a vegetable? Thanks. The wheelchair. <laughs> today my today my wife was like I was in here working on something. I was typing up something for our website and she was sitting uh, at her desk is next to mine. She was like, You know, I had a nightmare the other day. I realized what my nightmare is, and I was like, What is that? And you know, kind of have like an offhanding listening to her. Which is, I'm not a jerk, but it's just, I was doing something. <laughs> I'm just kind of, kind of listening. <laughs> I was doing really. something. Uh, and I was like, what is that? And she was like, I just, I had, I have this nightmare that I'm just, I'm going to be a vegetable. And I was like, like, what kind of vegetable? <laughs> like a broccoli? <laughs> <laughs> like, that, that's like how out of it I was talking to her. <laughs> what? Like what? I didn't listen to the first, the first half of this conversation <laughs> she was telling me about, because you know, she's a nurse, she was telling me about like these uh, people at, or this situation at her job. And I'm just like, what kind of vegetable? Like, I've never had that nightmare before. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh my god. Um. So yeah, even sadder. But we get to see Radiant Red, and Radiant Red is angry as well. Yeah, for for their own failure, like yeah. because they got they got too emotional. Didn't even mean for that to happen. Now someone's dead because Radiant Red lost control. Uh. Marshall pops up on them, though. I think the bargain was to, like, let me know where they're at was yeah. part of it. And then now he's there. I do like the energy. I, th- I think it's cool. I'm a sucker for stuff like that. Yeah. And, he's, and, and because he's so accepting, I think uh-huh. it bonds with him better. It, it's almost like the argument between Venom and Carnage. You know, I hear people say that Venom and Eddie Brock... 
are separate because Venom, the Venom symbiote loves Spider-Man. Even mm-hmm. though that Venom and Eddie Brock are very close, mm-hmm. the symbiote always wants to actually be with Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Whereas Carnage, that's 100% they're the same. They even yeah. talk about that in the, the new movie trailer, like how Venom changes versus how Carnage changes. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of how I feel about Radiant Black now. Yeah. They're so they're so tight. So like, and it makes sense. So I would be more accepting, like, because I was, I was like, man, it's the same thing. Like, Marshall has complete control over the powers now, and it's almost too easy. But it, for me, it makes more sense for him to have more control over it because he's been there the entire time with Nathan, watching him, helping him, coaching him. He has a total understand, like, not total understanding, but he's also a nerd who's like into that kind of stuff. I was going to say the same words. He's also a nerd. So I would have liked to see Nathan struggle a little bit more with his powers. And then, you know, we see the full extent of the powers with Marshall, but I mean, it worked. That's just like a tiny, I guess you see that when he basically bashes into the building as he's flying, like, yeah, you see a little bit, but I'm, I'm with you. I think there, there needed to be a little bit of buffer in between that. But yeah. I mean, this fight is straight up Dragon Ball Z. It went from superhero fight in the last issue, and this one's like straight up yeah, Dragon Ball Z fight, which I love. Uh, I did love it. I love at big action scenes where the onomatopoeias are mixed into the fight. Oh, uh, yeah, there's some cool ones. There's oh, man. Ones. Like, he punches them, and, and the the energy is in between the word kaboom. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, man, that's amazing. I'm looking at that right now. That's so cool. I like when he winds up for that punch. He's got that black hole energy around his fist, like the same. Hitting somebody with that black hole. Butthole punch. (laughs) And he's already figured out, you know, Radiant Red's energy. And he's like, if I keep you off the ground, you can't absorb anything. But then Mm -hmm. he starts absorbing him and he basically turns into the Hulkbuster. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But before that, though, they're having like a Superman fight, like you know, in those uh, those finisher moves in Injustice, where you're just like punch, like Superman punches the shit out of someone and just like punches them and punches them and punches them. It's like yeah. that. Yes, he's beating the shit out of them, and I agree. So he kind of figures out. He's like, "Oh, you absorb stuff, obviously, because he specifically saw what we didn't see. Like he saw Radiant Red absorb his phone, even though mm-hmm. we were all confused. And um, but, and I didn't know." We don't know shit about Radiant Red. We didn't know that that Radiant Red could absorb him, which had an interesting effect because, like you said, it's a Hulkbuster now. But what I thought was weird, it was it was weird, is that he has the cape on now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Once he got blasted, he just like, I don't, yeah, I don't like know. he like he had like a fail safe mode. Because he's Radiant Red's absorbing his suit, and then he has sort of like this explosion failsafe yeah. mode to get him off. But then he has the cape on. Like I am not against the cape. I'm not. It makes it's me. Just, it, it's just weird. Is it? I, I don't know. It, it makes me wonder if it's um, kind of his get. Uh, kind of absorbing more of the armor or losing himself a little bit. Yeah, because the, the cape has the cap the cape has to be tied to the radiant. Yeah. 
Because there's no other explanation as why Nathan would see it and Marshall would have it. Right, yeah, when you see... They never talk about it. When you see Nathan uh, see it it, in his vision or whatever, it's like an evil kind of, I guess. Yeah. Um, um, And there is a variant cover for this issue that has... It's um, the radiant mech going through buildings, like walking through buildings, and then standing in the, floating in the air is radiant black with the cape with his arms crossed. So it make it leads me to believe like that's more of like you said, like losing himself, diving deeper into like the actual radiant. Mm-hmm. That's the only way that I can see it. Because even the word bubbles go from white to black when he's talking. Yeah. Now, um, yeah. but he, he lands, and you have this oh, giant. Yeah, I didn't, see, I didn't notice that. Yeah, you have this giant juggernaut <laughs> that doesn't even look like a the radiant, nothing like the radiant suits that we've seen so far. Yeah, and then he just starts beating the shit out of uh, radiant black. But then he's he has you know he's looks like he's gonna die, and then he has that vision of his friend dying, and he's like the same moment that Nathan had like, oh, I realized that this is where I die. He's like, oh, okay, well, this is, I'm going to die. And then he obviously goes the other way and is like, no, you get everything. You get the full power. Yeah. Well, and then he goes, yeah, it goes back to, cause, because he says, damn it, when he gets punched the first time and it's a white bubble. Uh-huh. Like when the helmet's cracked. But then when he goes full power, die, 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 it's black again. Black. Um, Use, uses all of his power. The cape goes away. His mask is away. Yeah. So maybe maybe it's tied to that. Yeah, I can see it's that. Gotta be. So and then we get another twist. Yeah, the reveal. Um, Radiant Red is a lady. Hey. <laughs> yeah, but she <laughs> she says, you know, she's freaked out. She's like, I just wanted to scare him. I didn't. And then immediately you get this weird you know, sling ring Doctor Strange moment where two other Radiants, Radiant Pink and Radiant Yellow, come through a portal. Yeah. One thing. So now Radiant Red all of a sudden has breasts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at these panels. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that was my problem. Even like the immediate panel, like when you see the background blue, her suit is automatically like lady suit. Yeah, ladies. I would have appreciated if it was still a man, a man body. Right, I would have. It would have made it would have made sense. Um, and I really noticed it because Radiant Pink comes through, lady's body. Yeah, fit lady's body. Um, so, and uh, they come through with this message like, "Hey, this dude's been following us. We got this old this old dude and this young lady. I don't know." Um, and they basically tell him. Uh, I'm, glad it's a, I'm glad it's a brother, though, man. I was I was waiting on him. I was like, there ain't no brothers in this besides that one police officer. Yeah, it should have been Radiant Black. <laughs> yeah, Radiant Black should have been Black, man. <laughs> what is that, Black that Mama? Been... Motherfucker, I should have been Black Mama. <laughs> yeah, that should have that would have been too on the nose. I would have liked it, but it's it's a thing in comic books I'm, because, you know, like Black Lightning, and they have, the, they have to have Black in the name. It would have been too on the nose. <laughs> yeah, Black Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, he come, they come through and they're like, whatever y'all are fighting about ain't even a big deal because we're about to be in some shit. 
Um, and this is the, I'm assuming the radiant that they've been warned about and yeah. that's it. That's what you get. Yeah. It happens real fast. And then this is what this book is very good at. You get a reveal or you, you either get a lot of stuff happening really fast then a reveal like with Nathan's death you know, with an asterisk on it, but, or this, you get a reveal and then a lot of stuff happens. Mm-hmm. You get the reveal and then it's like, Hey, by the way, we're here. Uh, we're also getting chased by this predator monster. That's it. That's the end of the issue. And it's like, what you have the turmoil that these two are still fighting and still hate each other. And then they have to deal with this whole otherworldly thing. Um, I thought that was cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a complaint. and it's not a huge deal that's in my opinion that is where the trade should have ended yeah it it, i think it did uh i don't know why they added six into it like i I, get six i get six as an issue yeah but it didn't make sense in the trade no because you get that cliffhanger makes you want to get the next one you know at least read six seven eight but going into six i honestly because i've read it elsewhere i was yeah. i was like is this part of it so i looked up the trade on amazon it's like one through six it okay yeah. yeah it's weird it's weird but before we go on there what do you think about that what do you think about that i think he looks cool what do you think about the antagonist that we didn't know was an antagonist he looks neat he looks like a mod podge like yeah. maybe he's been absorbing powers you know yeah i don't know yeah. Yeah, I do like Radiant Yellow has a straight line across opposed to like the eyes. So I'm interested to see how the expressions work on that. And yeah, it could still work. It reminds me, it'd be cool if it did it like uh, sound waves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking. Because the brothers got to have sound. (laughs) It's just like playing music. (laughs) (laughs) It looks like he also looks like Billy D. Williams, which I think is cool. Yeah. We got to get you guys to Cloud City. Yeah. (laughs) We don't know, son. But, and then also the, he slices all of them. This predator, I I say predator more than once because he's invisible. And then sort of, you see him slowly come into focus. But it seems like he has the power to affect the radiant, whatever it is. Because they all get like, (laughs) they're all hurt really bad. Well, and he's still, so, you know, when he's in frame, you see the background of where they just came from. Because they were, like, mm-hmm. out on a frozen lake. Yeah. And I don't think anything was around. Well, I guess there's, like, an observatory near them. Yeah. Uh, if you go back. So, maybe that portal has closed. But either way, I thought that maybe that was the background of the stuff and the portal hadn't closed yet. But I think it is the observatory. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like this hex- hexagonal, you know, pattern and everything looks like a broken VCR. Me too. Cool, cool effect either way. And his eye thing is sideways because why not? Why not? That's how you know he's evil. Yeah. Um, because all slain but- eyes are evil. <laughs> so you know, in the <laughs> in the first synopsis, I said I didn't know why they said. I didn't know why they said the cosmic beings want the powers back because we have not gotten that yet at all. Yeah. But in this, the last thing he, the actual antagonist that we know now of says 
um, I know the consequence of playing with fire. Just like you have something that is not yours. You will all lose your lives. It's not necessary. You have one choice. You know, you'll, you'll die and your planet will die with you or something like that. So this is the guy that the radiant was talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, and that, that we'll talk about it as a whole story and then we'll talk about issue six. So what did you think about this? Because that's the story arc. It, I mean, it is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Before we talk about six, six is just uh, a background story of red, which was good. The art. Yeah. We'll talk about it in a second. What did you think about the first story arc of radiant black as a whole? Um, in my opinion, I think that this could have, they could have drawn it out more in the big mm. fight of, they could have brought out the big fight between red and black. Um, and that could have been the cliffhanger uh-huh. maybe. Yeah. Like the last page could have been her saying that she didn't mean to do it. Yeah. Or it could have been, or yeah. it could have been Nathan dying. That could have been the end of it. Yeah, that would have been that would have been a good cliffhanger, honestly. Because you're like, what the fuck is this? It? Is <laughs> yeah, that could have that would have been good. And then the or, next volume or, could have been the end of her, you know, her reveal. And then you could have had because introducing a lot of these characters to me was a lot. Yeah, maybe maybe Marshall getting the powers and grasping it was the last panel. Um, yeah, I still like it as a whole. A lot of it moved too fast. The fact that you have to go back and read it to understand things bothers me a little bit, but mm-hmm. I liked it enough to do that. Same. So, mm, so the, the Power Rangers references is cool. Super Sentai, cool. Yeah. I think that plays to my enjoyment of it a lot. If I wasn't into like Power Rangers and Tokusatsu and things like that, then I would probably not care about this book. Mm-hmm. honestly uh, as a superhero story I, I don't think i would care about this book at all but since i do have a love for that i'm like okay this is this is cool because you don't really get a fresh it's a fresh take on let's say a superhero story mm-hmm. and a fresh take on like an americanized sto- like original story not like cut up and or you know japanese yeah, right, right. shows and so I, I do appreciate that and so that played to it a lot and the art is is good um obviously there are things where i could like nitpick and that would just be me trying to be nitpicky but the art is good as a whole yeah i like it as a whole i do wish that there were some references to these other radiants you know he's talking to this entity and it's like he's the only one that exists and sure that makes a good reveal Maybe I don't know. It's just like he could. It could be as simple as the Skywalker thing. There is another Skywalker. You know, you don't know anything about it. You just know that there are others. I do like that. Yeah, I do like that. I don't know. I, I'm with you. Uh, I'm with you. I just think it was too soon to reveal yeah. yellow and pink. Right. That and that's basically my problem. Is you know they don't mention anything, and all of a sudden there's like. Now yeah. there are two of them. You know, <laughs> yeah. like uh it's just kind of a weird Yeah. Thing. I'm with you. I, I liked it overall. We'll give our rating in a second. Let's talk about it's my turn. Let's talk about issue number six. Who is under the helmet of Radiant Red? Kyle Higgins and guest co writer Cherish Chen. Cherish. 
work with industry <laughs> industry legend Darko La Fuente. That's not a real name. La Fuente. Darko La Fuente is not a real name. He no. was an illustrator. He worked on Ultimate Spider-Man. He did Superman. And I imagine he did he did something else. He's very distinct style with like thick hands, thick like you know body parts. Thick I don't know if that makes sense. Like the knuckles are thick, the fingers and hands are thick. I don't know if that makes sense to what I'm trying to say. Very oh. distinct style. Holy shit. It wasn't until you said that she's holding this coffee cup where she has like mad mitts. Yeah, it's like very Capcom-esque. Something. She's got some <laughs> issues. All of them. They're very. It's very a Capcom style. Uh-huh. Uh, before I... Let's let's talk about it. it. We talk. It shouldn't have been in this trade. Mm-mm. It's a one-off. I do appreciate it, and I get it. in the sense of the story. It's good to you get that big reveal, and then you have this pause. You get a filler issue, which is not necessarily bad. You get a, a second, a break. You also get to learn more about Radiant Red, and it doesn't affect the story. Like we don't have to waste time in the story. Yeah. Um. Oh. The art, I like this guy's art style, but it didn't do it for me in this. It, it seemed, this whole issue seemed really rushed. The colors didn't match the style. And I, I, just, I don't know what it was about it. Like, even some of the hand drawings looks like, you know, sometimes when you draw, you draw the sketches and then you draw the lines on top of it. It looks like they just colored on top of the sketches. Like, there was no actual inking. In my opinion, I really, I, I actually really like the art. The only problem I have is how large this lady's hands are in some of these. Like, I think it's she, the, I like the art. The colors is there. They don't do it for me. I don't like it. I, I like them, but there's yeah. there's a couple moments where she's like reaching for the doorknob. She's this other one where she's got the the you know tea cup, coffee cup in her hand, and, and her hands are bigger than the cup. Yeah, she's got these like mitts, you know, like. Yeah. I don't know, mittens on. Um, Her husband I, looks different every time they show him. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah, he looks like just a regular dude here. He looks like Guile here. On the last page, he looks like he's a heroin addict. I was like, maybe he's doing drugs. Like the last time they show him, he's like this skinny, frail yes. looking guy. He has stress will do that to you. And okay, so let's talk about this issue for a second. This issue is basically telling the story of Radiant Red. It's really sad. Uh, her husband's a gambler, I, I I guess. Yeah, like a hardcore gambler. Uh, but her family has this. They make these things, these characters relatable. Like the family thinks they're this beautiful couple, and they have all these things going for them. But then, as soon as they get in the car, it's like instantly sad. You feel the mood change, which I, I really appreciated. Um, and they're about to lose their house because he keeps gambling. It's it's fucking depressing. This issue is depressing, man. Mm-hmm. There were a couple panels that didn't make any sense to me. She's like in this Prius. She sees this broke down car. She breaks the window, steals the engine out, but then she's driving again. What the fuck's going on? <laughs> yeah. Or these are just different moments because she's absorbing this engine, and that's where she. She learns. I don't know I if that. I guess that's when she's getting in a fight with Radium black honestly but i don't that doesn't make sense because that happens later yeah so before that he basically says like um don't worry about it 
like she has she's saving up to go to graduate school mm-hmm. and she's like listen we're obviously going to lose the house they're going to lose the house he started gambling again and she's like well we can use the money that i had saved to help and he's like no playing the just total soup you know super genuine nice guy yeah, i would never no. have you do that mm-hmm. and uh, i guess she goes to his office and sees all his books and realizes how uh how bad it is i didn't know if she was going to jump off of this mountain uh or what <laughs> yeah it was kind of sad but then unlike when nathan and marshall see radiant black this thing crashes into the into the uh area that she's at and i don't know if it's so if you see the panel it looks like that's radiant black I don't know because it's like she sees something in the sky looks like a shooting star, but then it looks like it collides with the red and then the red lands where she's at. So the way I took it, actually, the way I took it is that it is a meteor that once it enters the atmosphere, it breaks off. So Mm. you see that you see red, purple, yellow go Mm. off in different directions. Yeah, I I see that. So that's that's what I grasped out of it, but it it was kind of crazy. One that she didn't really reach for. I guess she did. This panel makes it look like she's not really, but um, it was kind of crazy that this like crash lands, like you said, hardcore, and his was just floating in front of some. His was just there. Yeah, it was her transformation scene was cool, but she also has a lady's body right here, which doesn't mesh with everything else that we've seen well i think they explain that later on once she realizes so like she gets it she's landing and her feet sort of become bigger and she's she's saying did i just absorb the rocks or whatever and she notices that it changes i think she did that to further hide her identity like if she's robbing these banks makes her body looks like a man's body that'll never suspect that it's this lady yeah yeah okay that's that's how I saw it. Like she was like, okay, well, I'll just I'll beef myself up, look like a dude, yeah, like a she's, dude. When she's absorbing this engine, yeah, I guess that makes sense. She goes to this bank. I do like this guy. He looks like an evil Japanese character, <laughs> like a he Japanese like, American character. He looks like a real asshole. But her, you know, the knuckles. Before you talk, the knuckles and right. on, on all these characters, man. <clears throat> why are they so prominent? The nucks. Why why knock when you buck, you know? I guess. Uh this is really depressing because she's like, listen, I have a separate account. Like like I can't lend you this money because your husband is terrible. And she's like, Well, what about my second account? And he's like, Listen, uh sorry. And he's smiling the entire time, which I think is so good because that's how I see bankers and lenders and stuff. I just automatically I automatically see them. Like car salesmen, all those guys look like that. Mm-hmm. He's like, uh, listen, there's zero dollars in that. And I'm just like I tried when I read this, I tried to relate to it, like how I would feel in this instant. Like you work hard, you save this money and then you turn it like it would just, that's gut wrenching. Oh, I was pissed. I was pissed (laughs) for her. Yeah, that is. And she just, she doesn't even get mad at this. She just sort of just like snaps. Yeah. Um, And then she sees that her husband forged her signature, which is like, I thought she was going to murder him. I would have. Another tiny mug, big hand scene. <laughs> uh, and he looks different now. Now he looks like fucking Superman. In, in these four panels, he looks different. He looks like a 
I don't know, Asian guy, then he looks like fucking Superman, then he looks like a younger Asian guy, and then he looks like an Asian kid. <laughs> They're all well, different. He also, he's a real dick, the way he turned the argument around on her, which pissed yeah. me off again. It made me feel bad for like any argument that I've gotten in with my wife. Like, I don't think that I've ever really done anything jerkish like that, but I'm like, damn, man, do I do, I do that? Because that's that is terrible. No, no one does that, man. Like basically, <laughs> unless you have like gambling problems or like yeah, those you kind spend of all, all your wife's money and then blame her because you just spent all her money. Fuck yeah, you. and she tried. She tried to help. <laughs> like, yeah, she didn't why'd leave you get him. involved she, with this? She didn't leave him. She tried to go to a bank to make it right to cover for him. Like that's insane. Yeah, um, I'm glad she. I'm glad she stuck up for herself. She used those big ass fists to punch a hole in the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, that's you can tell at this point that she has an anger problem, you know, mm-hmm. like that she really lets her emotions, uh, her emotions get the best of her. So and I think it's 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 his fault, too, because it's like progressively getting she's like tired of it. She's fed up. Sure. Yeah. And so now she's just like, fuck it. I don't give a shit anymore. My life sucks, but I have the superpower now. Uh, I'm going to fucking I'm going to fix it. I'm going to fucking I mean, and this was cool. Then we're going, we we see the scene where she has an engine and she's, you know, she becomes buff. Yeah. Yeah. She, I think that's what I'm saying. Like, cause she looks like a dude, dude now. There was one particular panel where you see her shoulder muscles and I was like, damn. (laughs) I don't know if it's like the amount that she absorbs, the bigger she gets. Or, or what are like this, depending on the power, I guess we'll learn if we read more of it. You'll learn. And then she goes back to the house. He looks again. He looks like Waluigi in this. <laughs> in this <laughs> and she rolls up with all this money like the mask. And uh, she has giant fists again. <laughs> like the fa- That's good. I forgot about that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. That, that, that. I don't know. I didn't like how this. I didn't like this issue. But not because it was bad. But because of the way it fits in with the rest of it. It's so out of nowhere i didn't like it 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 makes it makes better sense it doesn't make sense in the trade i I like it when i read it because again it was like a refresher like we get all these reveals then we get this as sort of like a refresher and then like the next issue comes out next week so Mm -hmm. it works then but to have this for someone that is only reading the trade it's like why why Mm -hmm. why is that in there (laughs) what are we doing Unless they did, unless they did the first five issues, then did cover gallery, which all these, which all these badass covers, and then they did that like issue an extra, yeah. yeah, that'd be cool. Oh, <laughs> hold on, you got cover galleries. You can see the cover I'm talking about earlier with him. Shit, it's okay, a it's shit. issue. It's issue three with Radiant and the buildings and him at the Cape. Ooh, I like these. Uh, I like these number ones. The second printing, Carlos Totoli, and the Geraldo Borges. Those are cool. Let's see. Okay, let me see. Let me see. Second print or first printing? You said our first issue. Geraldo Borges does a lot of them, and I really like his style. But the one where you see it's a painterly style. Um, it is probably like the fourth page down, fifth page down. Oh yeah, I, I have that. That one's a good one. Yeah, I have that. I did not get the black white one because that one sold out instantly. But he's yeah. done um he's done numerous. I got the red one. 
This one's nice. The Cian Tormi and Matt Wilson. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one I was talking about with the cape. Uh-huh. Uh, the fucking cool man. Yeah, that's really nice. And then sorry guys, we're we're nerding out for a second. Issue five, there's a second printing by Marcelo Costa. And <laughs> Marcelo Costa. <laughs> where it shows like the juggernaut. That is from Invincible. Mm. The Conquest versus Invincible fight. That is a that's directly taken from the poses, everything, the environment. It's taken exactly from there. I have Jeez. most of these, most of these covers. They're cool. I like the Coliseum of Comics. Those are cool too, how they match up. Those were expensive. Yeah. Those were expensive. It was sixty dollars. Oh, yeah, that's crazy. There's a cipher at the back. Oh my gosh, I just saw that myself. We'll have to play with that later. So if you get the trade. Every place that you see the alien language, there's a cipher in the back. So have fun. Wow, that's really cool. That's really cool. Um, all right. So overall, you liked it. Um, I did too. I'm glad you did. I've, Don't put words in my mouth. Well, you said we already talked about what you thought about in the first story. Arc. Um, I, I think, like I said, my love for Tokusatsu plays a big part of it. Oh, and sure. also, yeah. I, I'm, I love Twitter. I'm always on there. If you follow... Wednesday poll on Twitter, I'm usually tweeting at 50 things an hour. Mm-hmm. And so to see like that full integration, there is a, a strong comic book community on there too, to see them just like take the time and effort to make that part of it and make it integral is, is really another thing that lends to my enjoyment of this book. And uh, I, I like it. I, again, the art was relatively consistent the entire time. And I don't mean that as yeah. a slight, I just mean that it, it was. Yeah. And there were parts uh, I feel like could have been done a little bit better, but I'm not like, yeah, don't think that I'm like sliding anyone that works in the industry, you know? Yeah, how yeah. It is. Our, our, yeah, our references and our um critiques are not predicated on us being able to do it better, it's just as a viewer, <laughs> yeah. Because I assure you, don't have don't say Lex show me what you can do because you don't want to see that. Oh, uh, yeah, hey, motherfucker. I'm like Nathan, uh, man. I'm an artist, but I also haven't drawn in four years. So. <laughs> yeah. <I'm an> <laughs> so so uh, I feel that's why I think that's why it's so relatable to me. Yeah, definitely. Uh, okay, let's grade this bad boy. Okay. Mm. I'm going to go first. I'm going to give this one an F5. Okay. There is, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I'll pushy. throw some. I'll throw some jelly on that. I blame the toaster. Yeah, you know? so Brad sets the manufacturer's fault on that one. Yeah, yeah. I I liked it. I would like this. Um, I it could do without the squishiness. I could do without the squishiness. Is I could do without the sixth history. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as a, have... as a trade, reviewing a trade. Right. Um, I'll give it. Uh, I'm going to give it a. Um like a B6. I feel like it didn't get quite there. There's some, there's a little bit too much bread in some areas. Um, I liked it a lot though. I will say that it, Mm -hmm. it just, it was too fast. I feel like they, they could have split the story up a little bit different. Maybe they didn't know if they were going to have a second volume. I don't know, but. um, Or, or maybe it's like a huge grand play. Like, Mm. They're trying to get through all this stuff because they have like this grand universe they're building. 
Yeah. That's sort of what I'm thinking. Possibly. If they introduce this badass antagonist that could have been like a volume three antagonist, I feel like there's a bigger play. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess. guess we'll have to read and see. That's what we got, guys. We are circling the drain. If you want to support us, go to Wednesdaypool.com. There you can find everything else. Yeah, DM, DM us your uh, pretty faces. I don't know feet, why I said that. Feet pics. Yeah, feet pics. Yeah, send us feet pics. <laughs> so, so it's really flexing that credibility. <laughs> oh, my God. So good. Uh, thank you guys for all the support. It's been such a blast to do this podcast. Thank you for continuing to listen. And uh, we'll see you next time.